0: The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. Hi welcome. My name is DJ Kenzie, and you're listening to the first airing of Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. Now this is a show that primarily focuses on community resource, nonprofit organizations, and independent creators. Typically the show would be based in Irvine, but because of the quarantine, I'm actually sent back to my permanent residency, which is in LA County. So a lot of the guests that you're going to hear for the next few weeks are actually based in Monrovia, LA County, Pasadena area, and Altadena. Um, This will change as soon as we're back onto campus, but as for now, these are my local resources and I'm both proud and happy to share them with you guys. And for today's interview, we're interviewing uh, Martin Koning Bastion, the chair of the Foothill Chapter and a member of the board of directors for the California Rare Fruit Growers. And for this interview, we just really talked about the ways in which we can grow fruit in our backyards, the ways it's beneficial to both mental health and community building, and just the ways in which uh, the California Rare Fruit Growers has provided both community and resources to the public as well. This was a really fun first interview for me and I hope you guys enjoy. Well, welcome to the show, Martin. Thank you so much for being on Local Love.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. This is just a really interesting organization, and I think there's just a lot to it, and it offers a lot to the community. Um, I was just wondering, like, how did you get involved in the first place with the organization?
1: Well, I, uh, I tried this fruit that I never tried before, called a cherimoya, and I got so entranced by it, I thought it was this amazing thing that I had to figure out how to get those in my own house. And uh, turns out you can get trees, but you can't, it's hard to pollinate them. They don't pollinate themselves. You have to pollinate them by hand.
0: Oh, that's really interesting, though. <laughs> and, and
1: so what I did is I went to this annual uh, meeting called the Festival of Fruit to right. look to find it, if, if I could find somebody that knew how to do this to help teach me. And when I went, um, sitting down at lunch, there were three couples there, and each one of them knew how to do it and and spent, you know, 15, 20 minutes explaining and, you know, how, how to pollinate these cherimoya. And I was so taken by that. I thought it was amazing that these people knew so much. And there was so, what's the good word for it? They were so willing to share their information. They were so generous with their time uh, that it it made me think these are really my people, that I found some people that were like me, that just as crazy as me in terms of liking fruit in your backyard, that it really was one of those things that made me see that this is an organization I could really be part of.
0: Oh yeah, it's definitely helpful when they're like really willing to share their information, and that's actually how I feel here too. It's just getting to learn all about the fruit trees and everything that you've been able to gather is just absolutely amazing, and I've actually really wanted to look more into um, the California rare fruit growers and just you know partaking in meetings myself, but I do have to get um, my household involved in you know the idea of bringing in together you know a lot of rare fruits or you know uh, any trees, but unfortunately my property is a little bit
1: small. You know a lot of people have started to get interested in that because they see how fun it is as well as you know mentally um, to get your fingers in the (laughs) dirt and it's really topical because a lot of people nowadays have been thinking about what can I grow some food in my garden can I grow some trees and so on and so it's even with small areas, you can get something like a pot and put a put a mandarin yeah. tree inside of it or grow some blueberry plants or some, a beautiful blackberry plant. So there's a lot that anyone really can do, even if they are renting, they can do a lot on their property. Um, and so this is this is one of the things that I really love is, is getting people to realize that. It doesn't take that much to grow something that makes you feel really good when you pick it and you bring it (laughs) inside and you wash it off and you eat it and you, oh, it's just that sort of thing is is something everyone can experience. It doesn't really cost much to do that.
0: Yeah, I feel like you can really get creative with it too. Like, especially with, like, if you do have a small property, like, there's always new things coming out to, like, accommodate that space that you might or might not have. And that's something that I'm always, like, very interested in is just figuring out ways that you can integrate these just amazing fruits or vegetables into your home, despite maybe having a small apartment or a small area that, um, you know, it, it doesn't really take a lot to have these amazing fruits or vegetables growing
1: right it's it's very cool especially because we're we're we live in southern california that means that we can pretty much grow almost everything (laughs) here you can grow everything from mangoes to cherries and you know all kinds of crazy things in between that uh, that you wouldn't be able to grow at other places very easily.
0: Right. No, yeah, that's one thing I'm still trying to educate myself on is like exactly just how much we can grow here. And I'm always worried that I might be growing something wrong here. But like I'm always worried that there's maybe something that um, won't take very well to the California sun.
1: Well, that's precisely why an organization like the California Rare Fruit Growers is so important because you can go in there and find some that's been doing it for 50 years. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right?
1: When I first came came in, one of the first meetings I ever went to of my chapter, um, there was this old guy there and he goes, well, I've been growing bananas for 50 years. and Let me tell you what to do. And you're like, oh, okay, let me listen real hard because this guy has some things to say. And you get that generosity of spirit of these people that are proud of what they've done. And they said, oh, well, I've tried these six varieties and these two do really well. Right. And then you start to think, oh, well, okay, so maybe I can start there and see how that goes.
0: Yeah. And that
1: gives you a context because not a whole lot of resources are available for somebody in a particular area. That's why, you know, the California Air Growers have chapters. So there's a chapter for right. different areas of the, of California, and it extends beyond California as well. But but they all each have different climates, and some things do better in others. So right. each chapter can teach each, each chapter has members that can teach each other about right. what grows well where they live. And that's, that's really the, um, the excitement is, is finding those people who can help you. You know, I've grown bananas for 50 years. Okay, cool. So what do I grow? You know, another person has grown apricots or mulberries and they have ideas. And you put them together and you get something that you really can't buy.
0: Right. No, and it's just, it's amazing too, because you do really want to listen to the people that have been in the organization for a long time or just simply been doing this for a long time. They've
1: been an enthusiast for 20 years and they've been growing things and they can tell you what what works and what doesn't.
0: Because, like, I, I just think it's absolutely amazing just how much knowledge this some people might have about the, the just the topics of growing and and like you mentioned too the varieties of the fruit. Like that was actually something that I didn't really think about um when when we were talking about the fruit. It's just You might have a preference for one type of tree or one type of fruit. So it does actually take, like, I wouldn't say too long, but it takes dedication on your part in order to find that fruit that, you know, really hits the spot for either you or your family.
1: Well, sure. And also, which ones will do better in your area? So let's just take peaches, Mm -hmm. right? So there might be a hundred different varieties of peaches to choose from. But it may be that in your area, only three do really well. And the others don't really taste that good. It doesn't work very well. So if you know which ones do well, if you really want to have peaches and you say, oh, I need to get this type of peach, a stark Saturn peach, a donut peach that does really well. It does, by the way, do extremely well here. But there are, there are a number of different ones. And what that means is you don't just grab any peach. Right. You have to get that particular one to get good results. Right. And There's knowing a strategy. that is important. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, who knew how many different types of peaches there were? Um, you know, when you go and you see a label and it says peach, that's not enough for you to know no, yes, what's going to work. Yeah. Right?
0: Because when we would take um, trips down to the arboretum, um, that's also something that, like you know, I've noticed too, is just exactly how many like family names or just the different varieties of trees that you would see in places like the arboretum, and so it kind of gives you know the public context about this. But as soon as you start doing it in your own yard, like you really do have to educate yourself on what you are growing.
1: Exactly, yeah. a minor plug for the LA arboretum. Not only <laughs> is it where my chapter, the Foothill chapter of the California Rare Fruit Growers meets, uh, it also has a garden that is made up of probably 150 or so fruit trees that work That's well amazing. in the area. So you can go to this garden for all seasons, it's called, and go and see a number, and they're, they're all labeled with exactly the fruit and the cultivar, the name of the p- type of, uh, um, type of peach or type of whatever it is. And so you can actually learn a lot just by going there. Of course, you can do that personally by talking to people, but you can also get a lot of information from a place like the Arboretum or the Huntington Gardens or other local areas where people have been growing fruit for a while or, or are growing demonstration gardens to show people what's possible in their area
0: right and i know i just i feel very thankful too with being in you know california and just our areas like just how much we do have available to us both in our gardens but as well as just the varieties of fruits and vegetables that we get like i truly could not be more thankful to live in an area that we do
1: yeah our biggest problem is water water costs money
0: yes that's unfortunately
1: so, uh, what i typically tell people is you do this because of love You don't do it because you're going to save money because typically you're not going to save money because it costs money to buy um, the soil, you know, the amendments and other things. You want to be organic. There's a bunch of things you might want to do, but in the end, you're going to have to water it and that costs a good amount of money. Right. But you do it for your mental health. You do it because you're getting food at its peak of ripeness that is amazing and and just... And it's um, something
0: you can trust because you grew it yourself. Absolutely. You knew exactly what went into it. Yeah. No, yeah. And that's just amazing too. And it's like, that is something that I feel like a lot of people really do have to consider is like that resource of water or just the expenses. Like that is something that I feel like they do have to consider. But would you say that it's worth being able to put and invest that amount of money or resources into this type of um, oh, absolutely. community? absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think people water their grass more than they water yeah. fruit trees. <laughs> And if you think about it, the grass may, the lawn may look nice, but it doesn't really provide much food except for the odd bird that flies by and it eats a blade of grass. What, what, you know, my fruit trees give the birds a lot more food exactly, (laughs) because they come and eat the fruit off the tree. But, um, but it really, you know, a lot of times when people, uh, create a garden in their yard, um that's going to take the space of some grass that would have taken maybe just as much water as it had. So it's nice to plant things that give you something back and not only something pretty, because some of them can be really gorgeous when they bloom, but also something you can eat later.
0: No, yeah, I'm always on, I'm always vouching for like the removal of grass too. Like my (laughs) neighbors have fruit trees and they are amazing and beautiful. And you know, I have constantly tried to like convince my mom to you know rip up the the grass, the bourgeoisie you know plant that we have and it's just it's useless, it does nothing. And I'm always trying to convince her to either put in the either you know fruit trees or anything that provides food or simply just switching to like native California plants to preserve water
1: sure yeah. and there's quite a there's quite a lot of good um resources out there for people who want to look to native american plants even native american plants that give you food there's that yeah. too and so there's uh, there's organizations dedicated to looking at that uh the california rare fruit growers was really established to um because we are kind of in a unique area we and people think of mangoes and bananas tr- as tropical. Right. In right. reality, they're subtropical, which means that in Southern California, they do incredibly well.
0: That's amazing. And yeah, so I wouldn't think I could grow this, bananas. So
1: this huge range of of fruit that um, a lot of people would think of as exotic. Some jaboticaba from from uh, from Brazil. Some, you know, a mango from Thailand. You know, bananas from the Philippines. All these things are possible. Right here, and that in addition to things like apples, we can grow apples here too. We have an apple tree outside, uh, and and, you know, (laughs) that 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 gives us some uh, not only a lot of ability to choose different things, but it also gives us a lot of fun because we're like, oh, let's try this plant. No one's ever grown effectively here, or I have a friend who's growing coffee. That's
0: amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea. It, does the coffee
1: do well here? Uh, he's gotten some beans, probably enough to make one cup so far. <laughs> but he still thinks it's worth it. It's a beautiful plant, and right. he thinks that when they mature, he'll get even more. So, I think it's it's one of those things that make it's it's this journey of discovery. You know, you can you can push the envelope and try some stuff that no one's ever tried before. Yeah, absolutely. And you can lean on the knowledge of people who did try all kinds of crazy things and they can tell you what things did well oh you know that um carambola the star fruit did really well where i live and you go oh really did it taste good and the guy's like yeah it was amazing and he's well i I mean think about that maybe i do want to grow star fruit and maybe you know that would be kind of fun in the corner over there so you know those ideas are not things that just generate out of people's heads you know it's a lot of times it's by talking to others that have push right. the envelope that you start to get those ideas. And that's, that's where I've gotten excited about uh, the organization and excited about trying to find little areas that I can squirrel away, a little blueberry yeah. plant here or, uh, you know, a blackberry over there and a persimmon over here, you know. And, and just that, that interest is one that I think um, is, is beneficial for you personally as well as, as it's, it's just fun.
0: Yeah, no. I was thinking, I was like, if I could convince my mom, um, she has been talking slowly through the process of um, at least getting the raised bed gardens um, oh, in good. in the backyard. But I feel like that would be my problem is if I got really invested into this, just trying to squeeze in as many as I could possibly fit into my plot of land. But um, it, it, I feel like you know you can get a really good amount. Like you could really figure yeah. that out
1: yeah you can you can walk around and uh, even in our neighborhood you can find people who've put maybe you know 30 trees and two raised yeah. beds and, and it's amazing how many things people stick in a plot of land because they get so excited about it.
0: And it's just also amazing to see the raised bed gardens in the neighbor's um, front plot of land. It's just really amazing to see that they're really taking the liberty to use that space um, to grow instead of you know, just having grass instead.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, one just down the road, I'm, I'm jealous of how many things they, they're growing in their little bitty front yard. It's amazing.
0: The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KCI programs, visit kci.org or kcitalk.org. I'd like to remind our listeners. You are listening to Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. I'm sitting with Martin Koning Bastian, the chair of the Foothill chapter and member of the board of directors for the California Rare Fruit Growers. We're just currently talking about the ways you can grow in your yard and just the community that uh, the organization has built.
1: Well, speaking of the community, I didn't mention before, but uh, since there are lots of chapters of the California Rare Fruit Growers, one of the most I would say prolific chapters is the Orange County chapter of the Rare Fruit Growers. They uh, they have a lot of people that know a whole just huge amounts from different different trees. Uh, one of the one of the most amazing is one of the one of the ladies there is an avocado expert. and If you've ever want to know amazing. anything about avocados, you, you talk to her. You know, and th- those sorts of people exist in each chapter, and together is sort of a crazy quilt of. You know, people who know something about everything, you end up being able to find pretty much anybody that knows something about uh, a fruit that you want to grow.
0: that's amazing too because i had no idea that we even had a chapter out in orange county and i feel like that's an amazing resource especially with uci being based in irvine if anyone really wants to take the opportunity to go learn about stuff like that or even maybe start a club around just growing fruit we have the resources and that's amazing we actually did not know that before
1: sure and i can guarantee you they will they will be very generous with their
0: and i just remember that you guys also have done a um walking tour at Cal Poly Pomona, correct?
1: Well, we, we talked to Cal Poly because we did something that I mentioned at the very beginning called the Festival of Fruit. It's an annual, um, really, conference for fruit-loving enthusiasts. And uh, the Foothill chapter is the chapter that had it in 2019. Right, yeah. And so we had a three-day event, one day at the Huntington Gardens, uh, another one at the LA Arboretum, and then the third day was at Cal Poly Pomona. And what we did is we had people show us around, and there were people there to show us the apiary where they talked about bees, and then we could go see the avocado grove, and we saw a number of different things at each at each of the three different locations. That's
0: amazing. And did it provide you an opportunity to see something that you hadn't before?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, we, we'd have speakers. So we had right. something on the order of 31 speakers. And so we had somebody to talk about plant diseases, and somebody was talking about how to... In, you know, mycorrhizae in your soil that helps the plants use water and provide nutrients, and there are people there to talk about sort of what what great ver- new new varieties of melons they were growing. I mean, that's all just kinds so, of. That's so cool. It's it's really yeah. I mean, we had um, that was one of these events where we had over three hundred people right. at the event. It was open to the public. Uh, what would happen is is the part of the. The price of admission was, was uh, you would get a, a one-year California rare fruit grower membership. And so that gave them exposure to what the CRFG has to offer. And there's quite a lot there. You get a magazine. There's, of course, you know thousands of people that are excited about growing fruit and, are very, and some of them extremely knowledgeable.
0: No, it was just amazing too, just the way that you incorporated the public into this event. And I think like this really helps the public, you know, stimulate their interest and see that they're actually able to do, you know, what the California rare fruit growers can do. It's it's not that, you know, they, they can't do it. It's just first starting may, might be hard and the fact that you guys are there to provide them with all the information is absolutely amazing.
1: We, we are very happy. Um, one of the things that you can laugh at but it's really true is that the hipster movement kind of helps <laughs> yeah. helps out because people are like oh we need to grow things you're like yeah, yeah absolutely. so come here and we'll show you what to grow and and that sort of knowledge it doesn't matter who it is.
0: And so, what was it like putting together that walking tour? Was it like a lot of hard work? I I remember you guys were up for a while.
1: So, one of the things about doing organizing any event, something like that, is that you have to have a lot of people who are just as crazy as you are about (laughs) getting it done. And so, a lot of that was getting the other chapter members excited and and really having them work hard. And 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 I have to admit, I was very lucky. There are a lot of really wonderful people in the chapter that are willing to devote a lot of time and energy in contacting people and saying, hey, do you think you'd talk about this? Or hey, do you think, you think you'd be able to give a tour of, of this section of this over here? And, and so when you, when you have people do that, uh, most of the time you, you get people, let's say that, that control the Huntington Gardens, you get somebody who's like, yeah, we'd love to give you a tour. Huntington, when we work with them, they gave us an app with showed that showed every single fruit tree in the, on the property, of which they had like so a thousand, by the way. But, you know, you could go look and say, oh, I'm interested in this tree. Oh, look at that. They have that here. I could go walk over there because it's right That's on the map amazing. and go see it. And so they did that for us. And, and basically just because they knew that we had a populace of people, we, we had a group of people who would come in and were interested in that. And of course they care because if you're interested in that, well, then now you're interested in what they do and you start getting involved with your community and saying, hey, maybe we need more of those trees that give us not only shade but fruit or whatever yeah, that is and, and get rid of those get rid of those concrete jungles that are food deserts and make right. them because you can just put a raised bed on top of some concrete and make make yeah, you know, you they have those in downtown anything. LA it's it's amazing the amount of the amount of things they've been able to do
0: and would you say that being able to put this together was just like a complete feel like feeling of accomplishment like what did you get from this
1: well, at the end, you feel really relieved that it's over and <laughs> right. then you pulled it off and it wasn't like a big disaster. So that's the first thing. It's just relief that it wasn't a, a big, horrible disaster. <laughs> uh, and then you feel gratitude to all the people that did it with you because, of course, you can't do it by yourself. Oh, you no. do it yeah. with a bunch of people and you feel a lot of gratitude. And I think that continues because that, that connection it's not like you think, Oh, I never want to see them again. It was so right. it was so terrible. You think, Wow, you know, that person put in a lot of work. Wow, I, I like to talk to that person yeah, get more to see it's, them in a
0: new light and everything yeah
1: so so that's a community engaging endeavor right because you you get all these people working hard to do something uh, one lady i think she baked like three thousand 000 cookies oh my <laughs> this gosh. crazy thing but and, like
0: the dedication <laughs> well yeah
1: but but see that's the thing when you get people who are really excited about something they will work on it and work with you and, and do things. And, and one of the things that's, that's neat about that in terms of um, just community, getting the community involved is that fruit and food is something the community all has an interest in. Absolutely, yeah. And so especially when people think, oh, you know, maybe grass isn't the way to feed my family. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That doesn't work for humans. So they think, well, maybe a raised bed in the backyard is a good idea. And they grow six tomato plants and a couple peppers, and they have a harvest that makes them really happy and excited. I think most people take pictures and post them on Instagram when they have that many fruit. that's ripe in their yard at once
0: no yeah I feel like a lot of people right now especially in like my neighborhood too it's just I've been seeing a large increase of just trying to grow your own food and if not like just going to um, farmers markets too is just something so beneficial both to you and your community
1: certainly I think as as people have gotten more aware of how far the fruit travels yeah the local food movement has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of Effort, people put a lot of effort into that mm-hmm. because they start to realize that that you can be, your carbon footprint can grow hugely yeah. if you just get your fruit from Peru instead of what was grown here. Right? Yeah. So as people get more aware of where the food comes from and how that how that whole system works, they get really interested in saying, well, you know, maybe I could grow some of that here.
0: Right, and then yeah.
1: not only will I know what went into it, so I don't have to worry about listeria,
0: right? Uh,
1: but I can also be really proud, and it helps me, right? Because Absolutely. one of the things about in our society is we work, 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 and then sleep, and we eat yes. in between, you know, and, <laughs> and and what they found is you take um, one day a week and you go grub in the dirt. And just take that uh, moment. Is, and then that's, that's really therapeutic for people because it does bring them closer to the earth. It gives them a sense of, of place that just living and working may not. Right, and it
0: just offers that break that everyone
1: needs. Yeah, it's a great thing. And it's always fun. Getting your hands dirty is great Absolutely.
0: stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> I've
1: always loved to jump into mud puddles ever since I was little, and that never went away. No, Yeah.
0: <laughs> And I was just wondering too, um, like if you are interested in joining the California rare fruit growers, like how would, you know, someone like me, just a member of the public, like how would we get involved with this?
1: So the, the easiest thing to do is there is a website, CRFG.org, right. and you can you can sign up to become a member on the website. But really what you want to do is not only the national organization, which is a great organization, but you want to get involved in your chapter. Right. So one of the things you can do is is on that website, they talk about the different chapters. And so you can find a local chapter and see when they meet. Now, in this in this period with the COVID-19 epidemic, we have a bit of trouble yes. <laughs> getting together. Uh, right now, for instance, Orange County is doing a lot of virtual meetings on oh, Zoom. Wow. And, and uh, they've done some amazing things. We've done one of those with my group, but we're we're just really starting. They blazed the path and i'm right. sort of following it <laughs> yeah. um but uh, so getting involved in the chapters is very useful especially because then you see real people if you're just on the main yes. the main the main group you're not going to really meet a whole lot of people you go to the chapter meeting and there's 50 people that are excited about you know growing cherimoy or growing whatever it may be um uh, jujubes or, right, right, yeah. or what, whatever type of fruit or a thing, or or people are worried about their roots and they want somebody to come in and talk to them about soil and how to get their soil built up yeah. so they get a really healthy plant. And all those things are things you can learn always more about. Absolutely. And yeah. and so you get that you not only is it something where you get an expert talking but you get that community of people where yeah. you start to think, "Oh, there's Joe and he knows all this and oh over there you there's, get that there's Mary and Mary yeah. knows everything about strawberries and that's amazing because I really need to know a lot." Right. So getting to know your chapter and, and those local people is very important to get you started. They can help you. They can you know, tell you what works well in your area. And it's really just a great way to get involved in your community in addition to finding some really great fruit now and then in your yard.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I definitely will be checking it out myself. And for any viewer or listener that wants to check this out as well, you know, please go to the California Rare Fruit Growers website. You can check out what your nearest chapter is. And you can educate yourself on where you can go, who you can meet, and you can possibly either bring up a new hobby, or a new passion, or a new lifestyle. But thank you so much for being on the show. I think you've contributed so much to allowing you know, us to be educated on what just is going on in our local neighborhoods.
1: You're welcome. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, so thank you guys so much. Uh, This is Local Love on KUCI in Irvine. And we'll be back next week on Thursday from 8 to 8.30 a.m. And hopefully by this time, we'll have our social media up and running. And that is a place that you guys can actually submit uh, local businesses, independent creators, or nonprofit organizations that you would like us to have on our show. This would be much appreciated, and I would love to hear what the community has to offer. Thank you so much, and have a great day. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about the show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule.